return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I remember being at a hospital one time and the and the nurse said, Wow, you're kinda you're kinda tall here, and I'm thinking, what do you do with really tall people <laughs> trying to get situated or something on a bed or a gurney or something like that, you know. God's good. He's moving all over the place. He's answering prayers. He's working by his spirit. It's a good time to be alive for Jesus. You know, uh, one of the things COVID showed us is that uh, lots of Christians live a shallow life. They're not strong in the Lord. They're not strong in faith. They're worried. They're can't sleep and scattered and then following all kinds of things. COVID taught us that the body of Christ is very weak. It should have taught us also that you got to dig in the word. Amen. You have to dig in the word. These are times to dig into the Bible. How do you build your faith? Through the word, nourishment of the word and exercise, right? A baby is born with the same muscles you have, same biceps, say, but you're strong enough to lift things up because through life you've grown up and you've exercised. You've eaten and exercised and you get stronger. Amen. Amen. Spiritually, we want to get stronger. Turn to your neighbor a second and say, you need to get stronger. <laughs> this is a powerful time in which we live. I mean, the world events that are happening around us are amazing. Amazing. Christians, again, now come to a place like this, and what's going to happen? What's going to happen? (laughs) It's not a secret what's going to happen. Okay, it's not a secret what's going to happen because we're in the last days. We were just in Huron for the last couple days ministering and spending time with a number of people that, uh, for them, their ministry is in the Middle East, and they are reaching the Muslim communities. It's amazing through uh, many of the Middle East countries. You all have these networks of believers and uh, what God is doing today. And uh, uh, we have to be encouraged because a lot of things can't be told publicly because of threats and things that would happen. Our dear friends uh, in Lebanon ministering, we never can say their names or where they're at because they face death every day. But God is moving every day. He's moving by his spirit every day. And this is a time, a time to, uh, uh, when you recognize, well, I have needs, well, then it's a time to really get in the word. <laughs> Do it three times a day, like breakfast, noon, and, and dinner, whatever. Get in the word, exercise your faith, believe God, because, because these are huge, huge times in which we live. We do things, you know, like pastors' conferences to encourage pastors and leaders, and there's a purpose in that, so that they'll be strong. We have a women's conference. The purpose of that is to bless women, that they would really be women of God and think maturely and think accurately and so forth. That's why we do those things. So today, you know, you just have to understand that in spite of all the conflicts, because the highlight is the conflict in Israel, 
and the things happening in Israel. And that's all that people see in the news. But folks, there's been conflicts for decades around the world. Those of you that are from the African continent know that in many countries are extreme conflicts. And it never gets publicity. And nobody talks about it. Jeannie, you're on live right there, but if you're joining us from Nigeria, we bless you in Nigeria in the name of Jesus. And they deal with a terrorist group called Boko Haram all the time, every day. One of the fire starters meeting one time, this couple is back in Nigeria. His, uh, he's, a, he's a judge, she's an attorney. And, and, uh, but then one day she came and I knew about the event that happened in this city where someone just was attacked Stabbed, left for dead right there in the corner, in public, people seeing it. And I said, well, what had happened? And she just said, nothing. Will they get that person? No, they won't get that person. Nothing will happen. So we see now, in the last week, people hear about atrocities. But folks, this has been going on all over. All over. It's very, very sad. It's very sad. And then you think... How can people do things like that? It's because of demons. <laughs> That's why that happens. You can't, you can't, people do unimaginable things because of demons. You know, demons taking them over and doing things. And why, why would that happen? Because the devil hates people. The devil hates anybody, amen? It just does. So because of that, there is their warfare the heavenlies and so forth, you know. And why, is, why are things happening faster and faster? Because we're getting closer and closer to the return of Christ. Closer and closer to the very end. But if you looked at just the negative of the darkness, you'd think, oh, it's just, it's awful. Uh, nothing good is happening. And that is not true. Lots of good is happening by the Holy Ghost, and people are being touched, and people even, uh, we've learned about new apps and so forth, where people can communicate with others around the world who want to learn English, and these are people of different religions and so forth, and so they're, they, they love the English language, and so they want to learn, and so in this app, you can pair up with a lot of people if you want, and you can talk, FaceTime, whatever, to learn English. But in the process of that, people are coming to know Jesus. People are coming to know Jesus. In fact, you know, technology is, is, uh, has been used for bad. But technology, what a blessing. Because now, now, you know, every place we go in the world, everybody has a phone. Some of you might join us right now. You've got a phone. And you're looking at your phone. And you're looking at at this service, and maybe it's live where you're at, which might be evening in Asia, or maybe you're just watching it later on. But we connect with people through phones, through technology, and then they listen. Now, what's the beauty of that is because if someone, if we were someplace, you would never have a Muslim or a Hindu show up at a meeting. Never. That would be taboo. (laughs) Could be deadly for them. But when you have a phone, you can secretly... Pick it up, listen in your earbuds, and listen to the message, and listen to how good God is. It's amazing. It's amazing how uh, countries that were considered closed, oh, no, they're not closed at all, 
you might not be able to go there to visit, but technology dropping into these countries. Sometimes it's just Christian TV, but most through phones and people listening for the gospel. Really amazing. Here was one thing just, just told me. Uh, it's not a thing if they've been, but let's, let's go to the gospels and say, I love the gospels. And, and uh, uh, I love the Sermon on the Mount. But here was a Muslim man who had been with ISIS. So we're going to go, let's go to Matthew, if you want to, Matthew 5 and verse 44. Here's a Muslim man. People join terrorist groups because they're frustrated. And they hear lies that they've been mistreated and they're the victims and, and people hate them. And so, or the West hates them. The West is us. And so they join groups and so forth. And then in the process of these groups, they get indoctrinated to do things that are demonic. And there was one man who was part of the ISIS group, who was uh, uh, for the Islamic State. And he saw atrocities that people in his group committed. And his thought was, what kind of a God is that? You know, that he's raised in, this is what he was raised in, but now he sees things that they're committing. And he thinks, what kind of a God is that? And then somewhere, through technology, and then eventually through a friend, someone says, well, you should read the Sermon on the Mount. And he gets Matthew, Matthew 5, and he just gets to go over to 44, and he says, Jesus says, I say, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And he just thought, wow, my religion is all about hate. <laughs> it's all about hate. It's all about anger. And he said, this is the kind of God I want to serve as a God who loves enemies. Doesn't want to kill them. Doesn't hate them. He loves enemies. Never knew about Jesus, but he thought, those, whose words are those? He said, someone said, Jesus. He said, wow, that's the kind of God I want to serve. And he left ISIS. And he left Islam, and he began following Jesus, and he's a pastor today in the Middle East, serving Jesus. It's a powerful thing, you know, and we think that whole thing, because every other religion, so much hate, and I understand people have done bad things in the name of Christianity, but it wasn't Jesus, let me just tell you that. It wasn't Jesus. Jesus is good toward all people, <laughs> But that key thing is where Jesus said, love your enemies. That set that man, wow. Set him free. He said, that's, that's who I want to serve. Amen. Wow. So let's look for a minute at, at Psalm 121. And the dune... Of course, the Bible's full of things on Israel. All kinds of things that you want to look at and so forth. But Psalm 121 says, Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the shade of your right hand. Now, you can have the physical side of Israel. And, of course, there's a spiritual side of Israel that us, born again, grafted in now as Jews in, you know, through Abraham. So, so he has these things, you know, that, that the Lord doesn't slumber nor sleep. Amen. Never, he's never sleeping. When you're sleeping, he's not. He's always awake. He's always alert. You could talk to him at three in the morning. He's there. He's your keeper. He's the shade of your right hand. So the Lord wants to watch over us, right? But on the other hand, it doesn't say that there'll be no trouble. People say, why are there wars in the world? 
And there are wars because going back to the Garden of Eden, Eden, when Adam and sin fell, Adam and Eve fell into sin. And and from there, that gave they sold their birthright, and the devil began to operate in the world with free reign. Jesus came back won the victory for us so that we can come into a right relationship with him. But yet, the enemy is still doing things. And that won't change until Christ returns again and the devil is silenced. Now, that day is coming soon. We don't know the day. We don't know the time. But we do know that we're getting closer. We do know that the seasons look more clear, don't they? When it's not just a war, but there are many wars and many things happening around the planet. So we're born into this world. We don't choose where we were born or when we were born. But you were born for such a time as this. Doesn't matter if you came from a Christian family or not a Christian family. My family wasn't a Christian family. But we're alive today. And we're as witnesses today. To touch other people's lives. This is a tremendous time to be alive. So it's not a time to cower back or take a step back. It's a time to embrace, really, and to move forward. Grab your Bible. (laughs) Spend time in the New Testament, especially the promises of God. Grow your faith muscles. You know, as you pray for yourself... But if you're married for your spouse or your children or your grandchildren, grow those faith muscles and be as active as you possibly can be for Jesus Christ. Turn to your neighbor and say, be active. So in other words, being a Christian isn't showing up at a church service on a Sunday morning or whenever that church gathers and just sitting in a chair and then thinking, okay, I did my duty for the week. No, no, no. We live every day for Jesus. So huge times. The Bible foretold us of these times. The Bible of Jesus foretold of the destruction of Jerusalem, but he also foretold of of terrible things happening. If you look at Matthew, just write down Matthew 24 and 25. Just write those things down. Those are chapters. Look down, write down again, Mark chapter 13. Write down Luke chapter 21. These are all chapters talking about the day Jesus was in, but also into our day today. Okay, so it's Matthew 24 and 25, Mark 13, and Luke 21. God gives us the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He empowers us. So even in Jesus' day, there were atrocities. The Romans were committing atrocities all the time. Jesus never prayed against the Romans. He never stopped it. What's happening today, people can say, well, why, why isn't he stopping it? Because we're down here with our faith, trusting God ourselves to do his work, his will in this planet. In the meantime, the devil is still free. So you want to know you have authority yourself in the spirit standing for that victory. But there are things happening in the world. If something bothers you, scares you, or whatever, it should move you to the Bible. Move you to Jesus. Get closer to Jesus. Some of you that would join us from other countries, you know what I'm talking about. 
You know exactly what I'm talking about. But for Americans here, they don't know. Americans live a comfortable life. Americans in general, the, the one thing, the doctrine of uh, the pre-tribulation rapture, and that's really an American deal. Because <laughs> you're not going to find that in other places where people are being annihilated. It's like, is that the Lord will rescue you? It's like, uh, I don't think he did. That's an American doctrine. Pre-tribulation rapture, that you're going to get out and nothing's going to happen at all here. American. I don't teach that in other places. Because people know, well, that's not true. We're in tribulation. We're facing these things. God bless you for joining us online. One of the ladies, she works in a church in Nigeria, like toward the north and so forth. But, you know, she was here when her daughter graduated from college. She shared at the ladies' Bible study. She, and she was here for several weeks, and then we were talking in the office, and I said, well, are you going back? And she says, oh, yes. And yet we're praying because their region can be attacked by terrorists all the time. You're going back? Yes, yes. Why? What would compel us to do that? It's the love of Jesus for people. It's the love of Jesus. What would compel, and we've, we've visited with Heidi Baker before, personally. But what would compel her to go back to Mozambique? Again, after terrorists came in, they had all this ministry they were doing, came in and slaughtered hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Of course, you never hear about the news here. They had to be lifted out of Mozambique. And then what would compel her to say, I'm going back now, and I'm back. Going back to Pemba, going back to reestablish, going back to see who's alive. The love of Jesus, right? What should compel us to do things, anything in life, to share with people would be the love of Jesus Christ. That Christ is in my heart. He's forgiven me. I know Him as my Savior. He's coming again soon. And do these other people know Him? <laughs> do they know Him? With Jesus, it was always about people. The disciples... Many of the people around him thought, he's going to establish the kingdom. He's going to be our king. And he, this and that, we're going to change, take, overturn the Romans. And whenever they talk that way, they say, okay, well, let's go over here now. Let's get away from that talk. It's always about people. The Holy Spirit comes to bring life to us. And we get born again. But that's an individual thing, right? Individually, we get born again and our lives are changed. Oh, how wonderful that is. How wonderful that is. This is a great day to be alive, you know, a great day. Lee Grady, who's been here and so forth, and we converse over social media and so forth, and he'll share some things online if you're on his email. But his friends, and one of the friends in, in one of the African countries, and they said, all right, this is it. He dug his own pit. They had machetes there, and they said, turned on the cameras. Lee saw it. You going to deny Jesus or not? said, no. And they killed him. And he went to heaven. Reminds me of Paul Young Cho in Korea when the North Koreans invaded South Korea early in that war. And of course, the communists will attack people with education and they'll attack Christians. And a pastor and his wife, they put him in a pit. I've told this story, but he had a couple kids and they put him in the pit, and they said, you have a choice now. You deny the Lord, join our cause, communists, or we're going to bury you alive. 
And the kids grab their dad. Daddy, think of us. Daddy, think of us. You know, and he just was overcome with emotion. And his wife grabbed him and said, no, just think. Tonight we'll be feasting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And she began to sing out in a song, in a hymn. She began to sing out and she began to praise the Lord. And he looked at her and he began to praise the Lord. And as they praised the Lord, the kids got buried first. And then they were buried. But Paul Young Cho, I was in that meeting with him. And he said there was 100 people who witnessed that. Oh, there were many people who witnessed, but witnessed, it, witnessed it. But 100 people gave their lives to Jesus. They saw the testimony. They saw how remarkable. How could someone have that kind of faith? 100 people gave their lives to Jesus. Wow, the church is half a million people. <laughs> it's amazing. We have to understand this is a time for Americans. Really, churches should be packed. Should be hearing the word, getting in the word, inspired to do that, which we do all the time here. But churches should be packed, packed, people getting ready for what's coming. You know, there's no nation exempt. The United States isn't in the Bible. The Bible talks about world government. You know, while people have their things that they follow and so forth. But listen to me. There are so many things happening that people don't even think about. The currency is changing. The Federal Reserve is getting into digital currency. Your money is going to be changed from cash to a digit. And they want to do it so you can no longer use cash. And every transaction in any way is going to be connected. People think it's a great thing. We've got to get the Internet all over the world. We've got to get this all out here. And, of course, there's a reason for that. People think, well, then they can study and learn. And that's true. But the Internet is going to the remote parts of the world because the world must be connected for that person to control it. Even as we sit here, things are happening. Banks, one of the biggest banks in the world just went digital. Said we're going to start digitizing accounts. We're going to start moving people this way. You know, sometimes we think, wow, this is the biggest issue. This is the biggest issue. No, behind the scenes, folks, there's lots of issues to do what? To set the world on a path where it can be controlled. This is not a Democratic or Republican thing. It's not a United States thing. It's what's behind it all, which is the devil. Now, people can say, oh, no, it's terrible, it's terrible. No, no, it's not terrible. It's just part of the Bible. Why are we here today? We're here to be lights for Jesus. See, yeah, yeah, there's things happening. True, we don't know how long all that will take, but we're here to be lights for Jesus. That's why you think of kids around you or family or whatever, all the more important Using your technology to share Jesus. To talk to others. Keep in mind, every president after World War II has endorsed the world government. Democratic and Republican. Every president. Everyone without exception. Like in my, I've got the old picture in the thing with the United Nations. I've been to the United Nations. I've been to the General Assembly. And they built it after World War II to promote world peace. 
And yet outside the picture of Jesus, he's got his finger like he's knocking like, uh, you forgot me. He's the Prince of Peace. So everybody's working, world peace, world peace, world. No, 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 there is no peace without Jesus. There's no peace without Jesus. All there is is discord and all the things like that. The world hates Christians. You should understand that. Again, sometimes people think, well, the United States, things are hard. Oh, you have no idea. Places where it's very hard. Muslims don't like Jesus. Hindus don't like Jesus. Jews don't like Jesus. Just keep that in mind. The Jews do not like Jesus. I was with a Jewish man, a Messianic Jew who had gotten born again. And now he was ministering and so forth, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, oh, he grew up, a, he grew up a, just the, the strict Jewish thing in Israel. And he said, we loved it when Americans would send expensive Bibles. Because that paper was so fine, it was really good for toilet paper. See, Americans just say, oh, Israel, they're just Christians. No, they're not Christians. <laughs> they're not Christians. What's that? They must be born again. Just like Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. He was the leader of the Jews. Knew all the stuff, but you still got to be born again, right? I mean, those, those, we, we act like the, the music festival, Kids Rat, was not a Christian festival. They had a big statue of Buddha. They're drinking their self-drunk drugs and all that when they were attacked. It wasn't a Christian festival. But in the end times, who are the ones who will not conform? Who are the ones who will, who will look different? <laughs> yeah. People that love Jesus are not going to conform, are going to look different. And the world will think, you know, you're the problem here. <laughs> the world's good about that. Countries are good about that. We're the way we are because you're the problem. And never take any accountability for themselves. So Mark, Mark 13, verse 13. We're sharing this, you know, today. Uh, I had other things to share, but... But keeping with the times here as believers. Mark 13, 13, just, Jesus just said, You'll be hated by all for my name's sake. Now, Jesus said this. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Now, endures means you keep standing in faith. You keep believing God. But Jesus said you'll be hated by all, all nations, for my name's sake. So all the, it's just like, oh, okay. Now, these are scriptures, of course. We're not, I'm going to proclaim, I'm going to confess this word, and so forth. However, you don't want to be ignorant of what's going on. Why is that? Because you want to be prepared. If a team is going into a big game. So yesterday there was a big game in town here. Big football game. And if a team's going into the big game, what do they do a week ago? Well, they have scouting reports. Now, today they're really detailed. In my time, they were pretty basic. You know, you got to report and, on paper and showing what they might do. Now they got a lot of stuff on video and stuff. And what do they do with that scouting report? They prepare for their opponent. They prepare for what that opponent is going to try to do to them on this particular day, this particular game. 
And so they study it, they think about it, they watch things and so forth, so that when they come to that circumstance, they're exactly ready to know this is what they're doing. A quarterback, they'll prepare the person who's getting the snap of the ball, they'll prepare the person so that you walk up and you immediately know they're in that kind of a defense. Or they'll send people in motion to see, does someone run after him or does someone not run after him? And so they're looking at all their cues to know what they should do. Now, spiritually, we prepare. It would really be foolish of us to think, well, I'm just not going to think about it. And, and I'm not going to think about anything about it and so forth. Hoping it never happens. I hope that the United States stays free for a long, long time. Amen. However, you want to prepare. Say prepare. prepare. Spiritually, if you're going to prepare, we're not talking about just come to church. Yes, that's good. But being in the Bible. Okay, being in the Word of God. The Word of God is for each of us. Amen. Like even the ladies' conference, they're, they're all sharing. Your light has come. It's come. It's a, he's already done so much for us to get us ready for what's coming ahead. It's powerful. Wow. Powerful time. John 16, Jesus said, they'll put you out of synagogues. The time is going to come when whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. Another translation says, think they're doing God a favor. Now think about this. This is Jewish, but this also would apply to Islam and today in other countries, Hindus. Whether they put you out of the synagogue or the mosque or the temple, Jesus said the time is coming that whoever kills you. So, so what it means is these are very, very religious people. They're so religious that they actually think God wants me to kill this Christian. God wants me. And folks in some other countries, they're teaching this right now. They're teaching this right now. I think, I think I mentioned it before. The, one of the top bestseller books right now in India is Mein Kampf, which was written by Adolf Hitler in, 19, I think, 1927 or something like that. And the copyright is released, and so now it's mass-produced in Hindi. It's taught in some schools in India. They see Hitler as a pretty good guy. Why is that? Because right now the government wants to cleanse society and make it all Hindu. Get rid of the Muslims, let's get rid of the Christians, the Buddhists, whoever. Let's make it Hindu. So people are trained. We showed that in the church council, that thing. And young people being trained to defend and young people thinking it's good to kill a Christian. And you know what? They're dressed in brown shirts. And they're marching with brown shirts. Which is kind of like, oh, that looks familiar. That was produced by CBN, Christian Broadcasting Network. Shown on TV. So this, this implies there's very, very religious people. That's what ISIS does, or Hamas, or Hezbollah. I should tell, I told you this before. Let me just say this. So we have a good friend who's in the Middle East. And, and uh, him and his wife, they lived in a certain place. And down the street, a man, all, of course, these are Muslim communities, but... He speaks fluent Arabic, has a beard, looks Arabic. He's from South Dakota. He's a little older than me. 
And down the street, a man falls, working on his roof, and he breaks his leg, shattered his leg. So he can't, he can't walk. He can't. Of course, health care is pretty limited. And so this happened years ago. And so they take this guy, they thought, well, we'll help you. And they, so they helped with his leg, and they helped with the mending, and they helped with his family. They took, took care of his family, and they fed his family, and got his leg strong again and so forth, so he could begin to walk on it. And, and they moved. And our friend, him and his wife, they moved as well. So you fast forward, several years pass. And my friend is out in the rural area, and he's attacked by Hezbollah, which are it's a terrorist group funded by Iran that's very similar to ISIS or Hamas or anything. They're all the same. All bad. Hate people. He's attacked. He's, of course, beaten a little bit, blindfolded, put in a vehicle, and he realizes, this is my last day. This is my last day. I won't live beyond this day. They bring him to a place. He didn't know where it was. They bring him into a room. They throw him on the floor. <clears throat> He's got his blindfold on. And in this room is the commander of that region of Hezbollah. And they take his blindfold off. And the commander of Hezbollah looks at him and he says his name. And this was the guy, the Hezbollah commander was the man they helped with the broken leg years before. And the commander said, don't touch this man. He's a friend of mine. Don't hurt him. Don't harm him. Let him pass through the rural areas. Be nice to him because what he did to me. Amazing. He not only lived, but, but they put him in a chair. They begin to converse. They gave him something to drink, gave him food and all the things like that. Powerful, isn't it? You think about something you might do for somebody and how it comes back. You paid it forward, came back like, wow, blessed you. This was the most remarkable thing I've ever heard. Amazing. So we live in this time where people are very religious to do all kinds of things. Let's, let's put it this way. Christianity is quite passive. Well, we're, of course we're passive, but not as zealous as these other groups are. Jesus is coming, bringing us to a place where we are excited for him. Not just, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. No, we're excited for him. We're excited. I love Jesus. I know Jesus. He changed my life. He's bringing us closer and closer to that place. It's the end times, amen? Where he doesn't want lukewarm, he wants hot. Luke 21, verse 28. Well, my time evaporated. Well, okay. Luke 21, verse 28. When these things begin to happen, look up, lift your heads, because your redemption draws near. So these things, of course, they're going to happen. I think I missed a verse here. Let's look at verse Matthew 24, 6. Matthew says, you hear the wars, rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. Now, what does that mean? Guard your heart. I'm going to saturate my heart with the Word of God. Now listen, how important this is. See, my own kids will contact me and say, said, Papa, what do you think about this? And I'll tell them about end time stuff. Now remember, we talked about this. Remember what the Bible says and so forth. Jesus said, though, he said, don't be troubled. All these things, notice the word must. It's not like you're praying these things away. You can't pray away the Bible. Jesus said these things. These things must come to pass. Why must they come to pass? Because he's coming. Amen. And the world is coming to a place where people are getting boom, 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 saved. 
It might look, oh, it's just terrible. No, people are going to get saved in mass, and it's happening even now. People are tired of dead, evil, hateful religion. They're looking for life, and that life is in Jesus. So people are getting saved in mass. You may not see it in the United States, but trust me, it's happening. It's going to increase with huge celeb- uh, uh, increase in velocity. These things must come to pass. People are looking for answers. The answers aren't in a classroom. The answers aren't in a church. The answer is in the book, in Jesus, in a relationship with him. That's where the answer's at. So then go again, Ben, to Luke 21 a second. Luke 21. So when they come to pass, lift up your heads. Don't worry. Don't be fearful. Just lift up your heads and know, you know what? Jesus, you're so good. Good things are happening today. Good things are happening today. And Jesus said this. Look at John 16. This is not in the thing back there, Ben, but John 16, verse 31. Jesus said, do you believe? And we challenged ourselves. Well, I believe. How much do I believe? Well, I want to believe more. Say more. I want to get more serious. I want to dig into it. doesn't mean we stop what we're doing in life. No, when he returns, they'll still be marrying and giving and married and, and, and doing all these things, seed time and harvest. But just the same, you want to prepare yourself. And so do you believe? He says the hour comes and now is. Now has come that many will be scattered. People to his, uh, to his own shall leave me alone. Yet I'm not alone because the Father is with me. And he's going to the cross. And then he says in verse 33, These things I've spoken unto you, that in me, in Jesus, you will have peace. <laughs> Say, in Jesus, I have peace. Isaiah 9 says he's the Prince of Peace. So in Jesus, we have peace. Now, I do not have peace in anything else. Because we could look at the world and think, oh, the economy. Well, I'm going to go buy gold. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, I'm going to go store food. All those are temporary things. Temporary. They won't last. Our eyes have to be, you can invest in whatever you want to invest, but our eyes have to be on Jesus. Amen. In the middle of all this, I believe you can sleep good at night. Amen. The last thing you want, you don't want at night is you're watching the news and all the problems. Okay, well, good night. You know, bad, bad things, you know. Soak yourself in Jesus. Use your technology. I mean, if I go to the gym, I'm just listening to praise songs and shouting and praying in tongues and so forth. No one's listening to me. Well, the Lord is. (laughs) We're preparing ourselves for what's ahead. And not just you, you're preparing to help others. Amen? You're preparing to help others because people will think, I don't know what to do. I said, I've got the answer for you. His name is Jesus. That sounds simple, but folks, it's so profound. So Jesus said, I've spoken these things to you. In me, you might have peace. Oh, I love it. In the world, you'll have tribulation. In the world, you'll have trouble. That's the world. Why? Because the devil is still out there. But be of good cheer. So I'm, I'm in this world, but he's overcome it so that I can stay in this victory. I can stay in this peace. I can stay in his presence. Yeah. You know, Amen. it's where he wants us to be. Got something Amen. here? I just saw a quick flash. 
in the spirit of people uh, that maybe you don't know Jesus in this room. You know, maybe you don't really. Or online. You know, yeah, or online. That you, you really don't have that peace, that personal relationship. But what I saw was um, uh, people here who want to be free from uh, being, um, just a second, I'm getting a word, <laughs> like, well, lukewarm. I'll just say lukewarm. Yeah. Um, just coming up and just saying, you know, just asking the Holy Spirit for that fire, to get that fire. That's what I saw. Amen. And I, I saw people responding to that, Lord. Yeah. I know every one of us in this room could, could yeah. respond Amen. to that, Lord. Fire of God, just consume me. So that's what I saw. And for Amen. those online also to... Just call on Jesus, say, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Come into yeah, my life. Yeah. Make me the person you want Amen. me to be and use me to Amen. spread this gospel here around the world Amen. to the unreached yes. people's groups and that our yes. life makes a difference. Yes. Not just getting a degree or getting married or having children or yeah. uh, this or that, but yeah. no, for the eternal That's sake right. of the gospel. That's it's right. eternal seed of the yeah. word of God. Yeah. And we're here for his kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, amen. Well, I'll put on some instrumental music a second. And for anybody who feels, uh, if you want to pray about Jesus, we want to welcome you up. If you feel fearful, we want to welcome you up. Keep in mind, when the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, whenever fear comes, that's a spirit. Anytime, anything that makes you fearful, that's a spirit. Don't just stop it at the door. Amen. Stop it at the door. Don't 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 meditate on that. Meditate on the promises. Peace. That's a good word. Anybody wants prayer? I just want you to come up. People are going to pray here. We're going to pray in just a minute. But if you want prayer about your future, if you feel apprehensive about just just these last days, I want to invite you to come up. And we're going to just pray. We're going to speak peace. Peace in the name of Jesus. There are lots of storms. Jesus would speak peace to the storm. Amen. Peace. I'm just going to wait here a minute. I think there's some folks who want to come up for prayer. And this is your time. And, you know, we're just, we're here like a shepherd. Be a blessing to sheep. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this hour. We thank you, you're the Prince of Peace. We thank you, we can be saturated in peace. In peace, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just going to wait a minute. Um, you know, Steve and Deb, come on up a second, and Roger, come on up, and Greg, and so forth. Just come on up, and Isaac, come on up too, back there. Just come on up a second. We're just gonna, I'm just gonna have prayers here. Oh, what a great time it is to be alive! My heart is stirred for Jesus. <laughs> My heart is stirred for Jesus. My heart is stirred to be a better parent. My heart is stirred to be a better grandpa. <laughs> My heart is stirred to be vocal for the Lord. 
We're going to see people again today, later today, and some might be from other nations. But I know God's touching their hearts. We see people from many nations. Through our grandkids are in our house this week again, people in our house, eating in our house. Some are Muslim. But they know when they come in the house, our grandkids prepare them. Now when you come, Papa and Nani are going to hug you. It's like, okay, so they just walk toward us and get a hug. Or we pray in the name of Jesus and they'll respectfully bow their heads. That's good. People are looking. They're looking for the real deal. Not religion, but a relationship. So I want to invite you to come up. I want to invite, uh, you know, this is, this is a good part of the service. I know this is important today that we talk about these things. I know this next week you could be bombarded with all kinds of news. Limit yourself to all that and keep your focus on Jesus. Pray for Israel. Pray for people to get born again in Israel. Pray for that. Or pray for people everywhere to get born again. Amen. Just close your eyes a second again. If you feel a tug in your heart, this is your time. I want you to, I want to invite you to step out. Whatever your prayer need is, I want to invite you to step out and receive prayer. And that's all these folks here are going to do is just to bless you. Bless you. Encourage you. About the time Deb came up, I was thinking, or feeling that there's some people that are just plain weary because they have nothing. They're thinking nothing but troubles. Yeah. I get over one thing and something else is there. I don't even quite get over it and there's something else is there Mm. that is just keeping you from from feeling the presence of the Lord to walking with Him. So, you know, you you don't want to be weary because if you're weary, you're not going to do anything. Yeah. But feel sorry for yourself. And God don't want you doing that. He wants you to be encouraged. Amen. To what he's doing for you and capable of doing for you. Amen. Goes right along with the message today. Thank you, Jesus. He's he's more than willing. Yes. We just have to be acceptable. Yes. Amen. So, Father, I just thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for working in our hearts. Thank you for working in lives here. Thank you, Lord God, that this is a tremendous time to be alive for you. I speak blessings over each family represented or families that might be away from loved ones. I just speak blessings over them in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord. You're our light. You're the truth. You're our peace. And our eyes are on you. We trust you, Jesus. Give you praise for this, Father. Hallelujah. So others, I want you to just come. We're going to close the service. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We've got some greeters, I think, that are going to the door. Uh, some greeters. Stephanie's going to be out there as well with the project, the Dream Center for Pine Ridge. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. So others, hey, this is open to come on up. But we bless you. Yeah, some greeters are heading back there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Camille. Others, yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net 
or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.